This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This episode of Bushwick Breakaway is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers. As always, could not be here without them. They help us do what we do best, which is like a mediocre podcast or something. But I appreciate the support. Last week, we did a investors meeting where some of our Patreon subscribers stopped by and told us what they would like to see from us. We gave feedback. We also gave them some plans for the future. And we like to take in. You're an investor. You're part of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. You're joining the Breakaway. So we want to hear from you. And if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, go to patreon.com slash Breakaway today. And join up and chat with us in the Discord, get some other perks and benefits. Anyway, great show today. Got Rick Carpinello. Who knew? 2018. What a weird, weird year. And nothing surprises me anymore. Great interview. Uh, Greg and I talk a little bit about Buchnevich and Carlson. Hope you guys enjoy. Here we go. Hey, Bushwick Breakaway fans. Welcome to another week of the Bushwick Breakaway. I'm your host, Ryan Mead, and I'm here in the lull times of summer with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. Greg, say hello. Not a whole lot happening, unless you're the New York Islanders. Well, I'll tell you something that does ha- that did happen to me over the past week, Greg. Okay. I got a big hanging set of blue balls, because that Carlson trade really pushed me to the edge. Was edging. Really, uh... Was edging, just sitting there, late night, on Reddit, on Twitter, refreshing. The deals are closed. The deal is done. The trade's on the table. It was called in. Actually, no, I uh, nothing really happened. You know who Pierre Dorian is? Not off the top of my head. I should. Probably. We all have we all have a Pierre Dorian in our fantasy leagues, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, whatever, hockey. There's always one. It's the guy who has a star player but knows his season has gone to shit. That's and he me. Starts, That's me. He starts. <laughs> no, your season's gone to shit, but you don't do this. Okay. He starts. He posts the the mag the mass text or the Facebook group message. That says, hey, I'm selling X, and I will sell him to the highest bidder. And then an owner starts chirping him, and he gets an offer he likes. But he's too afraid to pull the trigger, so he goes to another guy he thinks will be interested in, in, in the player and says, hey, this is what I got. Can you do better? And then the other guy does marginally better, and the owner gets cold feet again, goes back to the original guy and says, hey, I actually have this offer now. What can you improve so I could do this deal right now? And again, the deal gets marginally better. And instead of hitting accept on the trade offer, he goes back to the other guy and says, listen, I'm really close to accepting this trade. If you really want him, you have to do a little better than this offer. And it just keeps happening until both owners say, hey, fuck you. You can just keep him. We'll win without him. Because oh. that's basically where I think the Lightning, the Stars, and the Golden Knights are right now. And not only that, We'll get them next year for free. For free. For free. For free. You know these assets we'll keep? We'll get another player. For free, or we'll, just we'll get keep them. them. And we'll build around that guy and all these young assets we were going to give you. It's like, if I'm Tampa Bay, yeah, I want him. But yeah, I know my window's like four more years after this. So I could get him now for maybe some pieces that won't be valued with me. And we'll get into the Ranger part of this in a second because 
we're hoping that the Rangers are going to play a big part in making the salaries work here. We're not really too sure. But if I'm Tampa Bay, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to give up too much for the I want to extend him, but he may be the one-year rental. We don't know if they, that they got that far in the talks. That hasn't been reported, right? I'm not crazy. It it sounds Friedman, who I who I trust with my life when it comes to NHL rumors, makes it sound like Carlson would extend in Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay has a lot of salary cap configurations they have to figure out to not just extend Carlson, but also extend Kucherov and. You're talking about two guys that are going to get north of $10 million each unless one of them takes a – and I'm t- probably talking about Kucherov in this – unless Kucherov takes a hometown discount to try and make everything work out. But I wouldn't bank on it. So you have to somehow free up $20-plus million in cap space for just two guys. And the Lightning have a way to do it. It's just not going to be extremely pretty. No, it's and going it's- to involve the New York Rangers or, or another team. Uh, it's going it, to, it can't, if they want to extend both Carlson and Kucherov, it can't just involve the Rangers. I mean, the Rangers have a ton of cap space, but it's going to have to involve a lot of teams because we're talking about Tyler Johnson has to go. Um, Ryan Callahan, who I think is the guy you and I are going to talk about in a little bit, yep. obviously has to go. Uh, you can't afford to re sign Strawman and Girardi. You kind of have to let them walk. And you probably have to trade one of Palat and Kalorn. So. It gets tricky, and you you probably also have to admit that Yanni Gord is going to be outside of your price window in a year or two. So the, the, the Lightning, it makes more sense for the Lightning to trade for Carlson now because I think it's going to take them a solid 12 months to figure out their cap situation to make all those salaries work. Like I, I get that they can just sit on their hands and wait and sign him as a free agent and – do all these maneuvers without having him physically on the roster. I just don't think it, you don't want to be the lightning and you don't want to be clearing out cap space for a guy who theoretically could be joining your team. Because once Carlson hits free agency, you're going to get teams that aren't currently in on him, in on him. Like for example, the New York Rangers or the New Jersey devils or other teams with loads of cap space that play in profitable markets that couldn't, entice Carlson to come. Yeah, like the Islanders. <laughs> Maybe not the Islanders. Um, four-year deal. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets four-year Everybody deal. gets a four-year Everybody deal. gets four years on the island. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's kind of one of the underrated things where people are saying, well, the Lightning could always just wait. It, the Lightning, I think, are the one team where it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for them to wait for Carlson to get the free agency just because it's going to take so many other roster moves for them to afford Carlson and Kucherov that I, I, you want a little control over that negotiation. And the only way to have control over that negotiation is to have him on your roster. So I, I can, I think he's going to be a Tampa Bay lightning before opening night. It would be great if the senators shitter got off the pot though. It'd be great. Yeah. I, I have a feeling it'll happen in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think where it was, something was so close that they're going to have to revisit it. People, I wanted to say people took off for the 4th of July, but they're Canadian. I mean, Canada Day did happen. So uh, that whole week was probably shot. Now it's back to work. July 7th, recording this at 6.18 p.m. You're going to get these teams talking again this week. I'm not really worried about that. Yeah, it's, it's also the 9th, by the way. What did I say? You said the 7th. Did I really? You did. You know what the craziest part about that is? Mm. I looked directly at the date, looked yep. at the 9, and said yep. 7. That's interesting. My brain so, is a magic place. Okay. <laughs> what is it, it play flute or something? Uh, um, so these teams are going to get back to work. Not really. Working. I think there there are already rumors out there today that it's getting close again. But I don't. I'm not believing shit until there's a trade call. It's just so annoying. I think we're at the point where it's like, call me when it happens. I was really excited to watch the Twitter and read the rumors, but now it's like, you know, everyone's what? exhausted. I don't, I don't care. Just let me. Everyone. Know. Everyone is exhausted. It just doesn't. It's. It. It's. It's worse than Tavares in my mind. Tavares at least was a free agent. It sucked that he wasn't putting his cards on the table at all, but at least we knew who was involved. With this, it's just there has to be a third team involved. We have speculation as to who the third team is going to be. Well, the Devils were rumored to be involved. The Devils, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Canadians, I think, have cap space, and they can get involved. There are so many options for who the third man could be. This is like NWO, except not as entertaining. No, not nearly as entertaining, because the NWO was awesome. 
Yeah. And it, the Senators don't have enough heat to be Scott Hall. The Lightning, if they wanted to be Kevin Nash, could be. But Pierre Dorian sucks too much to really pull off this NWO. This is like NWO Wolfpack version Oof. where there were too many Sting? configurations of it and it just got so shitty. Sting with a red mask? Ah, poor Sting. Terrible. Um, yeah, we're just in this position right now where it's like we're just going to wait and see. We're just going to sit yeah. here and oh. wait. We're putting our oh. hands on our little butts and we're waiting. Now, we, uh, this is perfect transition, and I think you were going for it. I was. We should talk about the Ranger involvement in any Carlson kind of move, and it's, it could be significant. Oh, it absolutely could. And, I mean, one of the main pieces that would be happening to be traded back to us, if we had, I had to guess, would be Ryan Callahan. Uh, and that's the problem because he, I believe, if correct me if I'm wrong, he has two years left on his deal, which would fit our window quite nicely for when we're looking to be competitive again. Right. And our guest today, we should say, is Rick Carpinello, uh, the – infamous if you want or in our mind our friend our friend our dear friend rick carpinello wow that he feels weird on. he's coming on and look rick's been consistent this entire offseason saying bobby ryan is not an option for the new york rangers because there's just too much term on that contract whereas ryan callahan it's a two-year deal that's left it's 5.8 for each uh season it, it's a lot of money but at the same time this is a team looking for leadership in the locker room callahan you can easily put on your fourth line, you don't owe him anything. You don't have to worry about giving him top nine minutes. He's probably he's, happy slash not happy to be back. Like, he's happy to be a New York Ranger, but he's probably pissed off that he's not going to the cup. But that's that's the thing, and I, I'd, I'd be interested to talk. We're going to talk to Rick about this. Okay. Um, is it – I don't know if there's bad blood lingering between the Rangers and the Lightning. I think, if anything, Callahan looks at what the Rangers did as a – he went somewhere and got paid, and the Rangers weren't going to be that team to pay him. I'm talking more at a competitive standpoint where you have a chance to really win a uh, cup with yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning. And if you go to the Rangers, you're ready to lose. Sure, but at the, at the same time, I think Steve Eiserman, who is a wizard? GM wizard, yeah, he's going to glad we went the same way there. <laughs> he's going to have a long conversation with Callahan and explain to him and say, "Listen, we love what you've done for this organization. You've been a, a huge part." of the lead up to this success. If we don't get Eric Carlson, if you stay here, we're probably not going to the cup. You're preventing us from going on a cup run. And wow. I, that, that's wow. a hard truth Way to, to hear. Way to guilt to Callahan. Callahan well, you, it's, you, it's a hard truth to hear, but it's great to it's, us. It's, but listen, we, with, with you, we can't do it, man. If we got, it, if we got rid of you, we could. The, the lightning need a lot of help right now from other teams in the East cratering a little bit. I don't think it's unfair to say the Leafs are the favorite. I think it's quite obvious. Uh, no, I, uh, I think it's unfair. I think the Lightning are very much the favorite, no matter what happens. I don't. I don't think as it would be. It, it's going to be fun, no matter what. Those two teams are so good, uh, and I think maybe we're ignoring the Bruins a little bit. But I'm not ignoring the Bruins. I, 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 I still think the Leafs are the, like the third best team. You sound a lot like Arvind, huh? I mean, I believe Arvind. The guy watches the team. <laughs> he lives just, and breathes. I just leaves. think I, th- I think Eisenman has a has a serious conversation with Callahan and says. We are one of the three favorites to win the East this year. With Carlson, it's a damn near guarantee. And the only way we can get Carlson is by moving you. And we need to do that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's got to be the case. I mean, he can come back here. Quick question. Do you think that Callahan would get the C back? No, I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't think he, he's going to be here long enough. I don't think you, uh, the, the C is not something you want to just bounce around from player to player in my mind. The reason why it goes on young stars is because young stars are guys you build with and build around. And it's very possible the Rangers just don't have that young star currently ready. Maybe Anderson is the guy down the road. Maybe Heedle's the guy down the road. Uh, it could be. They're not ready for that responsibility. They might not even be ready to break camp with the New York Rangers this year. I, I don't, I'd rather have no captain than putting the C on Callahan with it having a definite ending. And I think that's what you get. If you put it back on, you know, Callahan will not be a New York Ranger for longer than two years. No, he definitely will not be. He will not so be I, I am hesitant putting the C on anyone who has such a, a definite end. It is a short stay. I, I think it's an important voice to add to the locker room. I think he could do wonders for the young players on this roster. Well, that's kind of I why we wanted Kobe here, right? We wanted sort of that player that could really be a veteran presence for a lot of the young kids. And I know sure, that's, that's, Kobe, a, that's such a typical sports trope, but it has to have some merit. Kofi also helps you on the ice. I think if you require Callahan, you're not expecting him to necessarily contribute on a nightly basis. You're expecting him to get 10 to 12 minutes a night, 
maybe some penalty kill minutes in there. You're not expecting him to do any heavy lifting. If he gives you anything on a nightly basis, it's a bonus. You're 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 very happy. You're you're just, it's exactly what I would have expected Ryan Reeves or Leo Komarov to do. That's, that's the kind of acquisition I'm expecting well, to well, get. Well, Leo Komarov's going to give four good years, so don't you, don't you wait wait up for <laughs> well, that? They'll, they'll, they'll definitely be four years. Um, yeah, and I think the thing we've a lot of people. I, I don't know if a lot of people. I don't want to put um, this down on anyone don't because put I'm sure. In mouth, Greg. There, there are there are smart people out there always saying smart things. <gasps> I I will add it really does depend on the asset coming with Callahan that would make that juice worth the squeeze. Otherwise. I get the Rangers should be helping the Lightning win because it benefits them. But if you're getting Callahan, if, if I'm Jeff Gordon, I'm getting Callahan. I'm saying take off the condition, make it a first-round pick guaranteed. Give oh, me I, another I, draft pick. I'd probably do it right there, to be honest with you. No, I'd, I'd still need more. I'd probably need another pick and a prospect. Not a top prospect, but someone like Anthony Sorelli. Uh, someone that's like on a, the cusp. Like a mid-level of, guy that could turn into something. Yeah, some like a middle a, a guy who can develop into a middle six forward position. I'm not I'm not saying we need Taylor Radish or Cal Foot. Like of course, either of those players would be dreams to get, but I I think you're setting your standards a little too high. I think you take on Callahan, remove the condition to the pick, get a, another future second round pick and someone like wow, Sorelli. Think, wait, hold who, on. You think it's going to be a second? Because that would yeah, be, a, sure. I, I think that would be a great deal for us. If not, we, a, not a twenty nineteen second. Yeah, like a twenty like future, like second, a twenty 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 one or something. Yeah, I, I but I agree, uh, but I still think that would be a huge deal for us. Yeah, but we're doing the lightning the biggest favor we could possibly do them. We're take, literally clearing the path for them to have a core intact for the next six years, three years. Yeah. The lightning are still going to be very good if they get Eric Carlson when the Rangers want to be very good again. So in order for the Rangers to help a team who wants to be very good for three to four years when the Rangers want to go on another cup run, you're going to have to give us some significant in order to make that happen. Who knew? So to me, Sorelli's the kind of guy where any other team, he probably sees NHL minutes this year, but the lightning are just so deep that I, I, I think he gets squeezed out. So if, if you can get Sorelli, remove the condition, a future pick, I'll take Callahan, no problem. Give him over. And then you, you can sign Carlson and figure the rest out. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about this with uh, our guest today, Rick Carpinell also. Two more things we want to touch on before we get to Rick, actually. First sure. thing, uh, Kravtsov is staying mm-hmm. in Russia. He's signed a Pro- one-year deal with the KHL. Probably for the best. Probably for the best. And I have a feeling the Rangers kind of went over to him and were like, hey, man, guess what? Uh, we think it'd be better if you stayed in Russia for one more year. Uh, and I just I just think they whispered that into his ear and were like, dude, you're not going to really play over here this year. You're going to be in the well, AHL. He's not going to play in the. He's not going to play in the NHL. But he would have seen top line minutes with Brett Howden in Hartford, and oh. I think that would have been significant because the game is different in the from the KHL even to the AHL. And I I think it's kind of like Heedle. The earlier you can get a guy playing that style of hockey, the better off he's going to be in the long run. At the same time, um, my Hartford, take here, Greg, is that. You have seen a trend with the New York Rangers, and that trend has been they love teenage guys playing against men. They love it. And to have him go over there back and play a whole season in the second-best league on earth to play against real adult talent and to develop over there where he'd still get top-line or second-line minutes at least on his team where he was rookie of the year uh, will be really beneficial for his development. Yeah, and I think comparing it quickly to Heedle, I think the Rangers, well, I'll compare it to Anderson as well. You have Kravtsov playing serious minutes, top six minutes in the KHL. That is invaluable. It, it's key. Anderson was playing top line minutes in the Swedish league, which is huge because that's another highly competitive league. Well, then he was like Hedl, captain of his fucking team. Hedl was going to play top line minutes in Liga, which is definitely a step down from both of those. And I think the Rangers looked at that and said to themselves, you know what? Come on over, babe. We'd rather, we'd rather control his development a little bit more than have him play in Liga. Whereas the KHL and the SHL, those are two leagues that they're not just developing players. Those are competitive leagues and guys are trying. There are men playing in those leagues, like you said, talented guys that could have jobs in the NHL if they wanted them. So I think uh, I, I think the Rangers saw Heedle as a this is a chance for us to truly control his development. And we think it's beneficial for him to play in Hartford, whereas Kravtsov and Anderson those guys were getting top line minutes in top European leagues. 
Rangers saw that as more beneficial, and we'll see how it plays out. I, I think, to me, you, I, I think him playing the KHL and getting top-line minutes is great. I'll never complain about it. I also would have never complained if he was playing alongside Brett Howden on first-line minutes in Hartford. I'm happy either way. I think Ranger fans who thought this guy was going to get NHL minutes this year were kind of crazy. Um, it just never really made it doesn't, it doesn't, much sense. It's a puzzle piece that doesn't fit. It just doesn't not, make sense. Not yet. I, ex- I expect him to not just challenge. I will be disappointed if he doesn't win a roster job next year out of camp. I think, but, see, see, I don't think he wins it next year either. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I, I have a feeling they're going to they're gonna send him down to the HL or leave him over uh, for at least the first half of the year and then nah, bring him he'll up. He'll definitely be in North America next year. I don't see him doing another year in the KHL. Um, I just don't think he's on, the, he's on this Ranger team until 2020. I just think they're they're just they're biding their time. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't quite believe that. Um, especially considering he's going to get a KHL minutes. I don't know if you. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to jump from the KHL down to the AHL. Buchnevich didn't do it, uh, even though he was demoted for reasons that don't make any sense. Hey, well, let's let's go ahead and do uh, that transition to Buchnevich then. Lot sure. Fitz, free content of the week. Love it. Thanks, Fitz. It's second time, second time we're using this, and yeah. we're going to keep doing it throughout the summer. So nice segment. Just keep uh. Keep giving us that free content, baby. Love it, Fitzy. Uh, AK Productions. Now, Fitz feels that Buchnevich is not a building block for this team moving forward. Uh, and, and, or maybe he doesn't feel like he's a build-around player. Or you want to word it better than I can? Here? I do. I Because I, I don't want to be unfair to Booch. I think, or Fitz for Or that Fitz, matter. anyone. Uh, I think Fitz is saying he hasn't seen enough from Buchnevich. Because... This is the first year where Buchnevich is eligible for the extension. And there has been a lot of talk from a lot of people saying the Rangers should try and lock him up for cheap now before he makes the leap. Whereas Buch is saying there's no problem letting him play out his entry-level contract. Let's see if he makes the jump. And then if he makes the jump, pay the man. Uh, And I will say this is different from the bridge argument because he's locked in for the salary he has. And unless he puts up an 70 plus point season, I don't think it's going to cost you significantly more next year to extend him than it would right now. I I, I think that's pretty, the comparison is as close to -to one-to-one as you're going to get. Um, Whatever whatever he wants next year, it might be maybe a million dollars more, probably not that much than what he would want right now if you want to try and, extend them. So I get what, I get what Fitz is saying. Fitz is saying there's no problem making a guy prove it when he's on his entry level deal and he's playing for a new coach after the old coach shunned his minutes. Yeah. So I get, I get that part of it. Um, And then that's how it all started. And it's kind of dovetail from there where now people are making it sound like Fitz thinks Booch is a bust. Fitz wants Booch to be traded how I, dare Fitz talk about my Russian son like that in front of me? <laughs> An unreal turn of what a heel turn from from who I thought was a dear friend <laughs> to my my show and my personal life. A man with no face, Woj's burner account goes out there <laughs> and just says, "Bushnevich, nobody, absolutely a worthless asset to your favorite New York Rangers team, can do no good going forward." Could be traded for a rental year of any all-star player. That is just not the case. I am all on Team Butchnevich. I will defend him to the death. I think he's a top six player that is a great facilitator, a great passer, and a sneaky good scorer who could really develop this year under David Quinn. And I would like to extend him now before he gets expensive. That's how I feel. I am on the record, very long record, of saying how much I love Buchnevich, how I think he was my number one pet peeve when it came to Elaine Vino, how I thought he should have been getting top six minutes consistently since the beginning of last year, especially once the Rangers announced the tank. It never made any sense to drop him any lower than the top line. And, and yet, Gregory, and, and we yet, watched him on the fourth a lot. A lot. A lot. And, and, and yet... I have also been consistent in including Buchnevich in trade rumors this offseason. I think if the Rangers decided, like, how I feel the Lightning look at Eric Carlson saying, this is a guy we need on our roster in order to extend, 
If the Rangers felt the same way about Artemi Panarin, I would not hesitate to include Pavel Buchnevich in that trade. Um, I would hesitate in case you're wondering. I think that's very silly. Your best case scenario for Pavel Buchnevich is Artemi Panarin. I'm just so scarred from those trades where you trade for players when you can get them for free the next year. And yes, I understand Mm. you have the chance to lock them up now. But Carmelo Anthony comes to mind on a Knicks team as the optimal way of Uh, fucking it up. Very, very different scenario where Melo made it clear that the only team he was going to sign with was the New York Panarin, that is not the case. That is not the case. Panarin has said he likes teams on the coast. So we're talking out west, San Jose maybe, down south. We're talking other teams in the metropolitan New York area. We're talking Boston. There are a lot of teams that could go out of their way and make a move for Artemi Panarin. Panarin has not said, I want to be a New York Ranger. That's correct. Those words have not come out of his mouth. If those words have come out of his mouth, yeah, I get it. I'm on your team. But they haven't happened. And they haven't happened in back channels yet like they did with Shattenkirk. I, if, if the Rangers feel the best way to get Artemi Panarin locked up long-term is to trade for him, I do not hesitate to include Pavel Buchnevich in that trade. I get annoyed when teams don't include prospects or young players in deals where the best possible outcome for that young player is the player you're acquiring. For, for example, um, what's a rumor I heard recently? Is, uh, is it baseball? No, I was trying to think basketball. Say the Lakers wanted Damian Lillard. Right. And they would hesitate to include Lonzo Ball. I, I personally would never believe this, but your best case scenario for Lonzo Ball is Damian Lillard. So why would you I, I ever make, hesitate I, in that trade? I could make a little case uh, against that. I think Lonzo is a better passer almost already than Lillard is. Um, you were hoping that – I don't want to go into basketball tangent. And no. I, I probably but won't. The, but I, I guess just using I guess it as, as an example. Like Lonzo Ball is a young player with high upside. Damian Lillard has lived the, up the to his The salaries upside. there do miss, uh, mismatch a lot and matter in the cup. So I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I – I just the Rangers are in a point right now with their salary cap space where salaries do not matter. And I'm I'm going to say this. I agree with Fitz. I don't think you necessarily have to extend Buchnevich right now. I would rather see Buchnevich a full year under a new coach getting premium ice time. I'd rather just see that for a year and if it's going to cost me an extra 750,000 to a million dollars annually, the Rangers have so much cap space long-term, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. This team isn't pushed up against the cap anytime soon. They, the people they have to pay are the people that they need to figure out if they even should pay. And I'm not in a hurry to extend Buchnevich. I'm not worried about Buchnevich going anywhere. He's restricted. for it. It's one thing if he was unrestricted next year. He's not. He's restricted. The Rangers have his rights. I'm, I'm not worried about needing to drop the bag for Buchnevich right now when I'm still trying to figure out what I need to pay Brady Shea. I'm still trying to figure out if Kevin Hayes is part of this long-term rebuild. I'm still trying to figure out when's the best time to trade Matt Zuccarello. I'm still trying to figure out what I have in Leah Sanderson and Philip Heedle and Brett Howden. I'm still waiting for my new Russian son to come over. There are a lot of, there are a lot of things I'm waiting on right now where I don't feel the rush to extend Pavel Buchnevich. I'm I'm team fits. I, I don't see it right now. I'm I'm cool waiting the year. Give me a full year of Buch. Give me 60 point Pavel Buchnevich, and I would love to pay the man for it. You make would a, love it. You make a great point. I just think that ups the price and you could still get him at a lower price right now. And maybe you think the price doesn't change that much, and you've said that. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think if Buch has a breakout season, I don't think he's gonna go from say Well, what do you think he signs a- AAV right now? Uh Four? Three and a half, four? Yeah, that's probably. where I'm at. I think three and a half. So if I, I think can, if I can lock Buch up. Season, a breakout season, it might get the five. Yeah, so that, that's why I'm like, personally, if if I go to Buch and I go, hey, Islander deal, four years, 3.5. <laughs> if you're extending Buch, you shouldn't extend him for four years because then you're going to have to drop another bag for him. Fair. If you're extending Buch, you, you give him seven because he's 20, what, 23, 24? Yeah. I think he's 24. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a fan of giving a guy who's 24 a four-year contract. What about, we're, I know we're negotiating for something that's not going to happen right now, but six years, 3.5. You in or you out? 
I'd, I'd, I'd probably be in, but at the same time, I'd also be in for five by five next offseason. Like the difference isn't that big. I, I just for, like for a team I'm for a team with that much cap space in a league where the cap continues to go up and up and up. I'm not really worried about it. I, I'm I'm okay with Buchnevich. Give me a show me year. I don't think there's anything wrong with a show me year. The where, where I would disagree with Fitz is I I do think Buch is a building block. I'm just not in a hurry to pay that building block before I have to. Fine. On that note, let's go to Rick Carpinella. Writer for the Athletic, Rangers head writer, something like that. Uh, yeah, I think he's the number sure. one. Shane, yeah. That is not that is not shade on Shana, by the way. Shana's fantastic. Yeah, not shade, not throwing shade there. You'll know if we throw shade. Anyway, transition, <laughs> and we're back with a long-awaited guest, Rick Carpinello, the re- the lead Rangers beat writer for the Athletic. Rick, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Well, we stalked you to get you on here, like legitimately. <laughs> we we found you and literally. We found you. you. We had to corner you. We we were in a bar, not to sound this creepy for everyone else out there, but you were literally in a corner. We're like, that's Rick Carpinello. And we had to, we walked up and uh, we had a a nice, pleasant conversation that Greg and I remembered totally differently. Uh, (laughs) 100%. Uh, And then we got got on the same page. And uh, I'm really glad that we were able to, you know, we worked things out. And now, now we're on here and you can hopefully be a guest once in a while. That would be awesome. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I, I was so happy when you guys came over and didn't kill me. You're all <laughs> hanging out with your, hanging out with your shirt t-shirts and your your blue shirt breakaway t-shirts, and I'm like, uh oh. Uh oh. Then those boys. I know who they are. Um. Yeah. So we we got to we got now, to, now you're my boy. Now yeah. you're my boy. <laughs> we got to hash things out. Um. You know, the first thing, the conversation that kind of w- went with that was like. We were talking to you. I was kind of pressing you about the AV thing. And they were like, do you hate us? And I was like, yes, absolutely. And then we got into the reasons why we did. And we talked about, you know, what, what happened on Twitter and all that. And we kind of sorted things out. But we wanted to kind of bring you on here. Uh, and Greg, you, you don't remember this part, do you? Uh, where you said, do, 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 Rick said to us, do, do you hate us? Do you hate me? So I remember right? Rick saying, uh, I remember Rick asking if... Uh, if someone hated him, I didn't remember it specifically being. <laughs> it was very much us, and I very much said yes, and I immediately okay. I retracted um, and said it was. Here's the reason why we disagree with some of the things you do, uh, but I gotta say, Twitter game's been up. You've been killing it recently. <laughs> Thank you, appreciate it. Of course, you know, and, and when you when you're in a crowd like that, you know, it doesn't take everybody. You don't need everybody to hate you. If one person hates you, it could be a problem. Right. So, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys don't hate me. No, definitely don't. And I don't no. hate you guys at all. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Well, I, that that would be a real heel move if you actually did hate us and you came on the podcast. And you were like, fuck us. you, Bushwick Breakaway. I, I would love that, actually. Um, that would be huge. Yeah, I, well, no, I'm, that's not me. Uh, I have Rick, no let's, hate uh, in my heart. Let's get into the dirty dirty. It's been a, yep. it's been a quiet offseason for the Rangers, but at yep. the same time, not necessarily a bad thing. Is there anything thus far the Rangers have done that surprised you? Um, I was a little surprised that they resigned uh, Nemesnikov so quickly. Um, I, I was like more than a little. I, I didn't. I thought there was a pretty good chance that they were going to trade him. And uh, aside from that, no, I, um, I, I didn't expect them to do a lot on July first. Um, I still expect them to make moves. And, and you know, the, the longer you wait, the cheaper those guys get. Whoever's out there, there's not you know, there's not a lot out there. But um, and I was surprised that they didn't do any trading at the draft, but I guess the opportunity wasn't there because they sure tried. So, um, but yeah, those are the two things that surprised me. Um, tiny bit surprised that they haven't finished their coaching staff yet, although I imagine they have. They just haven't, you know, it just hasn't been announced yet. But um, or, or at least I imagine they're getting close to it. Um, but yeah, there really hasn't been anything major surprising as far as moves or or, or any changes that they've made. Would you say are they you, sure tried are, to move up? Are you talking about they definitely tried to move to a top five pick, or was there other spots in the I draft? Think, I think they talked about a thousand different things. Okay. And, um, you know, I don't think it was there for them to move up. Um, they had Kraftsov on their, you know, circled on their list. Um, they thought they would get him at nine. I think they were confident of that for weeks. And um, so I don't know how – you know, how how much they really tried to move up. I do know they moved up to get um, uh, Keandre Miller, and they moved up because they heard uh, Anaheim was taking him. So, <laughs> that, that you know, that was something that took some of their time. But uh, I thought I thought there would be more moves of, of current players at the draft. Um, 
and whether that brought back uh, picks or whether that brought back players. I wouldn't, I didn't know, but I thought they would do more. But I know that I do know from talking to people in the organization that they tried. I mean, <laughs> Jeff Gordon is a, whatever you think of him, he's a really thorough guy, and uh, he's really executing this plan, and he's working his ass off. And uh, can I say yes? No, you can. You, you can oh, actually you can say. say whatever you want. That's the best <laughs> yeah. part about us. Well, I, that's, that's you know that's about as far as I go. You okay. know, such a nice human yeah, being. Yeah, such a nice guy, Rick. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but he does. You know what he does? He does. He works. He he works really hard at what he does, and he's really dedicated to his plan. And I'm th- sure that there there aren't many stones that he didn't turn over before the draft. Rick, you mentioned Domestikov being the big surprise for you so far. Who do you think? I, I, I'm pretty sure I know your answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who do you think spot on the roster is in jeopardy because Nemestikov is now locked in for at least the beginning of this season? Well, from what I hear, they see him as a winger. So, you know, there's, there's any number of positions there for him. Um, and I think that there's going to, there will be more changes. So I still think, you know, Hayes and or Zabanajad could be dealt. Whoa. Um, and then he then he becomes a center. I mean, it's possible. I mean, people are asking. People have asked about Zibanejad all, all summer, all, all off season, um, and you know they don't want to trade him. They're certainly not looking to get rid of him. But right offer. If he brings back if he brings back the right thing, you know, i.e., a first pair defenseman or something of that nature, you know, and there's no untouchables. Um, and and Hayes, we all know, has been in the rumors. Um, they don't want to trade Kevin Hayes, but you know, if the right deal comes along, Kevin Hayes is gone. So, you know, I, I don't think that you can say whose spot Nemestikov is taken because we don't know who's left when, you know, when they start playing uh, exhibition games. So, but I do think he's a winger now, um, and I don't think he takes anybody's spot. I, I was half expecting you to say Ryan Spooner. That was the name I was... Uh... Well, I think, I think Spooner's... Yeah, I think, you know, I thought Nemestnikov and Spooner would both be gone. So I still think Spooner is probably uh, the least chance of staying of all, of all the IFAs. But, again, if they trade Hayes and Nemestnikov becomes a center, you know, maybe you do sign Spooner. Um, you have to do it before he gets to arbitration, obviously. Do um, you th- – But yeah. – Oh, no, not, not to interrupt you, but do you think – how are Anderson and Hedo going to be impacted by – for example, the Rangers don't trade Hayes. You're not going to put Hayes on a line below the second line, and you're not going to put Heedle or Anderson on the fourth line. So does it become a situation where the Rangers are only comfortable breaking camp with one of them? Is Leas going to be no. ticketed to the AHL, you think? No, I, I think their, their spot on the roster will be determined by how they play in training camp and in the exhibition season. I think they're going to have every chance possible to, to win a spot and, in fact, probably have a spot that is theirs to lose. Um, they see Heedle as a top-two center. Uh, you know, and I don't disagree with it, given what I've seen of him in limited time and, and the skills that he possesses and the work that he's put in this summer. And, uh, I don't, you know, there's no reason that Hayes can't play a third center or, or, or a first and he calls a manager out there, whatever you want to call them. The Rangers don't have... And I know this is going to probably piss off people. Zabanja <laughs> is not a legit top number one center in the league. He's not. I mean, he's a, he can play on the first line. Don't get me wrong. I'm not ripping him. I like the guy. I think he's a good player. And his line is the first line. There's no question about it. But I don't think he's like in the stratosphere of, and I don't need to name all the names. No, we know the where they are. In the top, yeah. So, it, you know, they're going to be a team when they line up this year that's going to have for lack of a better words, four second lines. <laughs> you know, they're going to be, and that's what they had. That's what they were last year. They weren't, they didn't have a f- legit first line last year, even when Nash was around. No, they so, didn't. They didn't. And so, so, you know, numbering the lines at this point is crazy. I, I do think they want to have a fourth line and I don't know who's going to get stuck with that fourth line center job, but you know, I think it makes a lot of sense at this stage of his career that Anderson could do it. Um, there's no reason he can't do that and learn and get his eight minutes a night. Or maybe he gets more if, he, if he's on the penalty kill. Uh, you know, we've seen that he's, he's going to be a good, solid player, but he's not a top-two center. Uh, 
at this point. And, you know, maybe they hope he will be a second-line center at some point, but he's not it right now. So there's no reason he can't play the fourth line. Um, and, and your top three lines line up, whatever, somewhat equally. So, um, you know, and I also don't know David Quinn from anybody, from you guys. You know, I know no, you we... guys better than David Quinn at this point. So. <laughs> it's fair. And so, you know, honestly, you know, I think he's going to be a good coach. And I, you know, I... I don't, but I don't know how he employs his lines. I don't know how he, how much he mixes. You know, is he going to be John Torella, John Tortorella, you know, bat crap crazy when, and throwing everything into a hat and mixing it up every night, or is he going to, you know, try to get some lines that really make sense and and stay with them for a while? I don't, I don't know that. So, to, you know, to say who's going to be the third line center or the fourth line center or the second line center at you know at this point in July is uh, you know it doesn't make sense to me. Kind of going off that, and I'm not trying to say, let's live in a hypothetical where Leah Sanderson is living on the fourth line to start the season, whatever that might mean, even if it means all four lines are getting the exact same amount of ice time on a nightly basis. Is there any part of you that feels like it would be more beneficial to let Leah's command the first line in Hartford as opposed to only playing eight to ten minutes a night in New York? Only if if he looks like he's not ready to play in New York. I think – I don't think it does him any. You know, he did he did his thing last year. Um, I don't think it does him a lot of good to go down and play first line minutes in Hartford. Uh, it, you know, personally, I think he's ready for New York, and he and he's worked his his tail off to to be here uh, this season. And unless he plays poorly in camp or he looks like he's overmatched, which I don't expect will happen because of the type of player he is and the type of responsibility there is in his game. I think he's I think he's best off being here and playing eight minutes a night and playing some penalty kill. Is there another scenario where Kevin Hayes could potentially be moved off of center, or is that something the Rangers would never consider? Yeah, I suppose it is. I suppose it's a possibility, I and mean, we saw we saw that happen a few times during his career. But uh, and he did play some wing in college. But he's um, you know for me, and I know a lot of people don't agree with this. I think he. I think he had a really good season last year. And I, Ooh, think, I, I don't. I don't think that's a hot opinion at all. I think people would say he had the best season of anyone on the well, Rangers. Uh, well, um, some people would. Some some people I've read do not think that, <laughs> and some people think you know that his second year is indicative of the player that he is, and I don't. I don't think so at all. I You're in a pro Kevin Hayes year. situation right here. He's he had an incredible no, I, year last year. No, I know, and I, and I thought he was tremendous last year. I think. You know, there are times when he infuriates because he refuses to shoot the puck. Um, but at the end of the season, he started shooting the puck. And when he got power play time, he, the puck started going in. And I, I think he had a tremendous season. Uh, he does need to score more. He does need to put more offense into his game while playing the way he did defensively and responsibly last year. But there are people who think that that he's what he was in his sophomore season. And... At any rate, I'm really going off tangent here. <laughs> but, That's what this show but is. I, I, but I don't <laughs> think that, you know, I think he's a center. I think now he's a proven NHL center. And unless you have a real problem uh, lineup-wise, there's not, I wouldn't put him on the wing. Uh, you know, that said, <laughs> when when they got Eric Stahl, he should have been on the wing. <laughs> well, Eric he said he was, he was a third-line center who did literally nothing. Um, not his fault, by the way. Just the way he was played and and brought out. Speaking and, of, and he was also he was also injured, but yeah, actually did not know that. Yeah. Um, with this team, it's obvious that they wanted to tank, or sorry, not tank, rebuild is the word I'll use. Yeah. And yeah. the letter came out, and we've kind of gone through that process. We've made limited moves to improve our team. Yet the team is still pretty good. Where do you expect this team to sort of fall next year? I mean, all the pieces haven't moved yet. But this team right now, as constructed, while the defense isn't great, I would say it's actually actively bad, uh, we're not, I still think we're like the seventh or eighth worst team in the league. We're just destined to set ourselves up for another year of an eighth pick. Is that something the Rangers would like to go towards? I mean, obviously you'd want to get the number one pick overall, but this it doesn't, seem, it doesn't feel like we could really tank hard enough here. Like you said, we have four second lines, and that, that's not that bad. Yeah. They're not going to tank because that's a bad thing to do for these kids, you know. And especially if you get on in the season, and all of a sudden, not only are Heedle and Anderson here, but then maybe uh, Lindgren and and Ronning or whoever, you know, 
if not, you can't tank with those kids here. You have, and and you can't tank with Hen- Henrik Lundqvist in goal. You know? No, you can't do it. You, you can't do it, and and they won't do it. They don't want to do it. The owner won't settle for it. The GM won't settle for it. I'm sure the coach in his first year in the National Hockey League doesn't want to tank. So they're not going to. And I do. And I agree with you. They're competitive. They'll be. They'll be competitive. They'll be uh, in games a lot. They'll. They'll probably win more than we think they'll win. Um, will they make the playoffs? That, that's a stretch, probably. Um, but are they are they that much worse than Philly or Florida or Carolina? Even though Carolina's made a lot of moves, are they that much worse than those teams? They're certainly better than Ottawa. They're certainly better than Buffalo. They're certainly better than some of the other teams in the East. And I expect them to compete um, night in and night out. I say compete, not compete for a championship or not compete for you know a top three seed or anything like that. I expect them to be a competitive team and a, and a team that battles every night and. They won't tank, and they shouldn't tank. Rick, the most popular talking point in the entire NHL right now is transition from John Tavares to Eric Carlson. You've been very consistent that the only involvement the Rangers have in any Eric Carlson conversation is for a possible contract coming back to help facilitate that deal. Um, Bobby Ryan, I agree with you, does not make any sense because I don't think the Rangers want to be paying him in four years. Ryan Callahan really does, though. Is there any reason why the Rangers wouldn't be interested in a Callahan reunion? No, I don't think so at all. I, I think they'd be very happy with him. Um, he's not going to be ready at the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, so you give him all the time he needs to recover. And you let him play for a year and a half in New York. You know what he's going to give you. Um, the, the contract's not going to bother you at all for two years. And uh, I, I do I do think there would be an um I will say this. I said this for the first time last night. Somebody was barking at me on Twitter, and you guys convinced me to be nicer to people on Twitter. Oh, thank you. Right? Hey, uh-huh. But, but guy, a guy was barking at me that I'm wrong, and they're going to be in on Carlson. It doesn't make any sense. To not be. And I'm like, you know what? I said to him finally, if Carlson, if they can get Carlson for Hayes or Shea, and he pays, he'll play here for five years, six million a year. Then they're in on Carlson. Then they'll be in on Carlson. Does that make sense? <laughs> but they, but they're not, you're not getting him for what you know. The Rangers don't want to give up what they'll have to give up to get him, and they certainly don't want to pay him seventy-seven or eighty-eight million dollars. So it's not going to happen. But they are very much involved in trying to facilitate the trade, uh, at least as far as Tampa goes. I don't know if they're involved at all with Dallas. Uh, or any other teams that are trying to get Carlson. But, uh, and I'm actually surprised that there hasn't been more going on with Carlson in terms of Dallas and Vegas and whoever else. Um, but uh, I think that's all on Ottawa. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, I think Ottawa has mucked up so much <laughs> and has just, I said they should change the name of the arena to the Canadian Tire Fire Center. It's It's true. It's just awful. And what they're doing to it with this kid, who is a generational player, who the owner once said is as good as Bobby Orr, what they're doing now and then how they're doing it is just its just remarkably bad. The other big name circling around, and I think kind of the reason why the Rangers have no interest in Bobby Ryan, how content are the Rangers to wait out Artemi Panarin and see if he gets the free agency? Well, you know, don't wait. <laughs> What's the option? What's the option? Um, will they try to trade for him? I imagine that. I imagine that Jeff Gordon will have talks with Columbus or has had talks with Columbus. I can't believe that Columbus is going to let him go. Um, and you know, I, I don't know that. I don't know that I'd give up the whole farm for him at this point when there's a chance that he will be free agent. But. To me, uh, to me, I think he's going to end up in, in a Blue Jackets jersey for the rest of his career. You do? Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, that's me. I, I don't know anything. I believe I, I don't know. I, I should text towards one of these days. I'm sure, what, I'm sure he'll have some <laughs> kind words. when he. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? <laughs> well, he will. And he, and he will. We, and we had it out sometimes, me and him. Because uh, I knew him when he was assistant coach, and he was a completely different human being. And uh, so we have a pretty good relationship. And 
I used to swear at him too, and I used to tell him, you know, why do you act like an asshole in these press conferences? <laughs> he'd go back, he'd come right back at me, and, and we, well, we've had, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't know anything about Panarin and, and Columbus, but I just think that uh, it's crazy. It, it, it's crazy. You know, to let him go for free would be nuts. To, to do it to Varus would let, would be completely nuts. I have, Remind me, Rick, when we stop recording, I got a good Tortorella story. Yeah, I think you'd like. Yeah, he does. Okay. Um, okay. Probably that we we've probably told or we haven't. I don't know. Oh, we've we've told it on the podcast. I just don't want to repeat it for like the hundredth time. That's okay. And you you might have told him, and I'm, I don't want to call you out. I'm pretty sure you told him that night when we met Rick. Okay. I'm, call, I'm calling Greg out because he was in a, in a state of mind. Um, that was fun. Uh, Rick, I I messaged you. How the fuck do I get in touch with Tanner Glass? I'm just trying to reach him. Like, there's no way I to find know. the man. Hey, I, you, you asked me, and I thought he was in Vancouver. So what the hell do I know? <laughs> no, I just, I, I, it's so hard to find these like former players that are just icons of this podcast. A true, a true Ranger <laughs> legend in Tanner Glass, who scored one of the best goals I've ever seen against Montreal. A true purebred <laughs> fighter against Ottawa, and I just, yeah. I just want to talk to him for five minutes. Uh, again, when you get in touch with sort of these uh, Ranger players, I mean, when you do these interviews, do you go, do you go through the Rangers? Do you go through MSG? Like, how do you get in touch with them? Out of curiosity. Like which one? Like, uh, didn't you do like a Kreider interview recently? Or over the last uh, no. year? I'm, or I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> I sat down with him at the end of the year and we did a Q&A. That's what I meant. Yeah. So, like, uh, do, you get, do, you, do you get that through MSG or, like, what are you doing? No, I did it when we were down. We were at a, I was at a game. I asked him if he'd do a Q&A the next day of practice. He said yes. Wow. God damn so it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all I got to do, I'm going to take some notes real quick. Write this down. Sit next to Kreider. Ask if he wants to do a Q&A. All right. I got Greg. Yeah, first, you have to get a credential. <laughs> Greg, we figured it out. We got the NHL credentials. They just banned us from everything else. Wonder why. Um... <laughs> but, yeah. I, yeah I don't, as far as Tanner glasses, you know, next time I speak to AV, I'll ask him. No, thanks. Appreciate it. We'd love to get him on too. Next time you speak to AV, let him know uh, he's welcome to come on this podcast yes. at any time as well. Yeah, so let him know. I'm a believer. If we can hash it out with you, Rick, we can hash it out with AV. Yeah, might take a little bit more time, though. But I don't think he's going to say anything to anybody <laughs> until his two years are up. <laughs> and I wouldn't. I wouldn't. My, if I had a two-year extension that hasn't even started yet, I'm sitting back and sipping something on a, on a porch somewhere. That's where he is right now. That's fucking lucky guy. Um, Rick, Rick, before we let you go, if you had to guess, what is the one or two quote-unquote big move the Rangers have left? And this doesn't have to be like a blockbuster trade. It could be just trading Ryan Spooner or bringing in Callahan or something like that. Do you, do you see something on the horizon outside of just potential extensions for restricted free agents? I do. I do think that they'll. I think they'll be involved ultimately in the Tampa Ottawa trade, obviously, um, and I, that will probably be Callahan and then some. Obviously, you have to get something too. You don't just take Callahan and right. say uh, we're being nice people because we love Tampa and we want you to win the Stanley Cup and get so we can get our first pick. That's not. You know, they're going to get. They have to get something there, and they have to get something good. Um, so I don't think Spooner. You know, they want to sign him. Um, I, I'm sorry, they, I don't know that they want to sign him, um, but I also don't think he has a lot of trade value right now. I mean, what are you going to get for him? A second? What, what do you think? What do you guys think? A second? I, that- I would be very happy with a second be, or a yeah. B-level prospect. Yeah, I'd be thrilled right. with a second, right. like really happy. Right, right. But at the draft, people were talking about they could trade, uh, you know, Spooner or Nemestikov and and the number nine pick and get up to number five. And yeah. Spooner and number nine isn't going to get you to eight. It, it just that's not going to happen. No, it's not you happening. Know, I don't think his value. I don't think his value is there right now. Um, and I think he's. A, I think he's a decent, usable player. But uh, again, you know, we started out this talk about whose jobs people are taking, and you know, here's a guy that I don't think they really need, um, but. You know he will take a job if if he's on the roster uh, if if the roster is as it is. Now you know the other guy we haven't talked about, who teams are calling about or have called about certainly at the deadline is Zuccarello. You know and if you trade Zuccarello, then maybe you keep Sporter because um, you do need. See, I think Zuccarello is NHL like players. a guarantee to be traded by the deadline. I think he's like guaranteed to be out of here. I'm full on that. Yeah, train. by the deadline. Yeah, by the by deadline. Deadline for sure. Yeah, yes, for sure. And I could also, I, I don't know if you agree with this, I could also see a scenario where Spooner's a year away from unrestricted free agency. The Rangers could always just give, go to arbitration with them, 
do the one-year deal, and then he and Zuccarello become your big trade chips come February. And I, I can see scenarios where both players start the year with the Rangers, neither finishes the year with the Rangers. Yeah, I, I, I could see that too. And, and you hope, and if, if you do keep a Spooner for one year, you hope that he, that he has a really big first half. You know, and the same thing with Zuccarello. He's got to be, I know he led the team in scoring, but and I know he's a tenacious little guy and all this, and people love him. But he has to be better this year than he was last year, or his value is not going to be very good at, in February. And, and and he's not going to get re-signed for sure if he has if he plays like he did last year. In my I opinion. just I I love Zook. Don't get me wrong. I I don't know anyone that hates Zook. I just I don't know how he would fit on a second contract with this team with where they want to go. It it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Actually, it'd be his third contract, but. <laughs> Oh, but that's yeah, right. I, I agree with you. I, I agree. I don't. I don't see how it makes sense. Uh, again, they do need some NHL players, as Gordon has said. You can't have all eighteen to nineteen year olds. You can't have all rookies and sophomores. And uh, but he, you know, but he's a guy who he does give you something in the locker room. He does provide a little leadership. He does give a little presence, um, and he competes. I give him that. But uh, but you know, if you have enough. If you have enough veterans, if Kreider and those guys and Hayes and Zabanjad, if they're all here and they're all taking that next step forward in their in their growth, then Zuccarello becomes less meaningful to me in in the locker room and and for the kids. And you know, you know, to me, last year the kids were uh, their eyes were popping for guys like Nash and Stahl. And, you know, and please don't say anything about Spall right now because <laughs> I, 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 I was ready. Because I held. I held. Because I, bring, I held. Because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about the player. I'm talking about how the young players look up to guys who are willing to help them. Mm-hmm. And those guys, Grabner, those guys were willing to help the kids, and the kids were like sponges. And I think that, um, you know, you do need some of that. You have to have some of that. But if, but if. You know the Criders and the Zabanjets can be those players, then you don't really need the Zuccarellos, and and you know you don't really miss Nash as much. Um, well, I'm going I'm really going off now in a tangent world, but uh, no, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. It, 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 we totally it, understand. It, this this plays well into one of my last questions. Do you think the Rangers give out the C this year, or do they just sit on it? I would sit on it, but I don't. As I said, I don't know David Quinn at all. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to give it to Mark. It doesn't make any sense to give it to Zuccarello. And I'm not sure that Kreider is ready for it yet. I, you know, I think he is. I do think he is. But what if we get the Kreider who disappears for 25 games again? That'll be the... <laughs> if we get, if any player gets it, it will be Kreider this year. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I w- I've been banging this drum. Give it to Hank. Yeah, he can't wear the C on the he can't he can't wear the C on the ice, but it's his team. He is the leader. He is the spokesman. He's the guy who gets in people's faces. He's it's his team. It's been his team for ten years. Give it to him, and then have have three or four alternates. Um, to me, that makes the most sense. But I don't know that that's going to happen. I know Greg said that was his last question, but that's Greg. So I'm a different person. Um, have the okay, ha, ha, have the Islanders offered you a four year contract yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably a better player than Brian than uh, Ross Johnson. Who is that? <laughs> I, I, I say like Islanders signed Ross Johnson four years. I was like, huh? Who the fuck is that? He's played for them before. He played. He played one game one year, and then he played like 24 games another year. Anytime you can resign a player that you get one year, you're gonna do it again. Unbelievable. He played 24 games last year and put up a whopping six points. Good. Yeah. Got a lot of nine penalty minutes or something. Yeah. All right. He's yeah. I, I don't. I do not get it. But we also know that that um, Barry Trotz likes to have a knucklehead. You know, he likes to have a knucklehead on his team. Okay. But how many knuckleheads does he need? They have like three fourth lines. It's unbelievable. Matt Martin's a knucklehead. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, if if Jack Capuano was still here, he'd be on. He'd be getting eighteen minutes a night. Oh, and, boy. Uh, so yeah, I don't. You know, I don't get. I don't get Russ Johnson at all. But we'll see. Rick, Matt, Matt Martin might get eighteen minutes a night anyway because someone has to play has above to play. the third line. Yeah, you're right. You're Rick, right. thanks so much for coming on. Oh, my pleasure, guys. I enjoyed it very much. It was awesome. Um, sorry for no. Sorry for the delay. Oh, totally no, fine. We're, we're Come fine. on, man. Um, hopefully, fine. we can have you back on. What's the Rangers? You know, play hockey again, and we'll talk about yeah, it during the actual season. 
Be happy to. Be happy to. Awesome. Hope you guys are well. Oh, definitely doing well. Everything. Thanks. Thanks for the, all the kind words. I appreciate it. Let me plug your stuff before you go. So you're a writer for the Athletic, and your Twitter is at Rick Carpinello, and that Carpinello has two eyes in it. So get get on that. Or you <laughs> everybody just, forgets one of the eyes. Or you can just go to our Twitter, and we well, we've retweeted Rick at some point. So there you go. Uh, all right, Rick. Do. Thanks so but, much. Uh, we appreciate right, it, thanks man. Thanks so much, guys. And we'll talk to you. Enjoyed it very much. All right. Peace out. Okay, coach. Okay, coach. <laughs> okay, coach. We're back. <laughs> Good one. Nice to do it. Nice. I, I couldn't not do it. Nice job. Um, I, uh, I I also have one for the um, Brian Compton. He writes for the Islanders uh, for I think NHL.com. He's one of their senior writers, and he had a take that I knew Ethan and Duffy were just not going to agree with. So I quote tweeted it and said, "This this guy says such and such," and Compton comes back at me with, "Why do you even care?" <laughs> so I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the perfect opportunity for him to tweet about something that nobody gives a shit about. Yeah. And I'm just going to go, why do you even care? Which, and then I'm going to take my block and go home. Take my block and just go home. Like a, like a nice kid, the football on a sunny day. Um, we are here to plug the forum. In case you're do wondering it. what the forum. Oh, I'm lying. We're here to do one more thing first. I'm not lying. Mm. I'm plugging the forum. but It's kind of about the forum, though. Yeah, but also we do a segment called Five Star Questions of the Week. Mm-hmm. And sure do. Uh, we, if you leave a five star review, no matter what it is, we'll read it on this podcast. This week's five star question is not a question, more of a comment from Scuba Steve sixty nine four. Nice. Uh, he's a great five star podcast, way better than those two rejects that do the Blue Shirts Underground podcast. That podcast is horrendous. Keep up the good work, fellas. <laughs> Thanks, Scuba Steve. Appreciate it. Um, I will once again just say, because I know he doesn't listen to this shit, but if you ever got to this point in the podcast, Jim, if you want to come on, let's do it, man. <laughs> Open invite. We'll chit-chat. Open invite. We'll chit-chat. Podcast. Listen, we'll, we, we'll, uh, you may have heard the interview before this. We've we've had some beefs. We've squashed them. We, we, we are beef squashers. I'm not promising you that we're going to squash that beef. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like we will. When you say squash beef, I just think about like the I Love Lucy episode when they stomp grapes, but with beef instead. Um, that's that's nice okay. i don't think about i love lucy at all during my day okay the most i think about i love lucy is the scene in rat race when uh cuba gooding jr has to commandeer the bus full of uh lucy impersonators in order to get to the however million dollars are waiting for him in the weird town in arizona lucy i'm Good home movie, ricky okay um the forum august 25th forum do we have yeah. an official an official location? We do. I think we can announce it, and we'll have a flyer to go with it very shortly. It is. Uh, you may remember where we did our February meetup. If you were at our first meetup, you'll be really familiar with our second meetup because it's at the same place, Beer Authority, New York, next to Madison Square Garden. But, well, it's not next to the garden. It's in the neighborhood. It's like though. three it's blocks. On West 40th Street. It's like three blocks away. Um, yeah. But what's different about this one is it will be in the rooftop bar. Uh, it'll be limited seating. We will be selling tickets for this thing. So it'll be first come, first serve. 20 American dollars. We'll do it all through Eventbrite. Make sure you get your ticket before you get there. I, I don't know if we're going to do tickets at the door. I guess it depends on how many tickets we can sell in the next well, we're gonna six s- to seven weeks. Our, my mom probably coming. Your mom's probably coming. So that's oh, two. My parent, my, both my parents are coming. Okay, oh, so that's three tickets. Uh, so we need to sell like, Randy, we did sell like seven, fr- seven more? <laughs> Only seven more. Yeah. I wasn't actually going to make them get tickets. I was just going to let them come on in. I mean, yeah, well, why does Randy need a ticket? He's fucking producing for us. He doesn't. I'm saying yeah. Randy's going to be there because yeah. Randy is helping us out on the sound side. He's basically our sound tech. Yeah, he's sound tech. Randy's, can I, can I just say something about Randy right yeah, now? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and say something about Randy. That man is lovely. We have a lot. We've met a lot of great people. Not that anyone knows who we're talking about, but no, we've met a lot of Some great people. Some people know through. exactly who we're talking about. The crazy thing is, Ryan and I, not that great of people. No. What <laughs> kind of assholes? Uh, speak for yourself. Uh. It takes an asshole to like an asshole. Do, you like? Hold on, <laughs> this is a whole different conversation. <laughs> you think I like you? <laughs> uh, you're right. You love me. Oh no! It oh. is unconditional. Oh no! The bond you have. For no, me. no, 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 no. This is a. Uh, I was about to. Be, no, I'm not going there. Nope. No, go there. <laughs> Fucking no, go there. No. Okay. You know how in certain cultures you get arranged married? Oh no! This you is should have gone there. No, I know. <laughs> Hold on, but this is an arranged marriage by your choice. I know, that's you the worst part, is I chose you. <laughs> right, so it's not even an arranged marriage. It's you proposed and I reluctantly I, agreed. I know. That's, that's the, not an arranged marriage. That's the worst part about this, is that I chose to be here. This was your idea. I know. Ugh. 
All and, of this. Anyway. Every, people wouldn't listen to Blue Shirts Breakaway if it wasn't for Ryan Mead. I need people to know that. The forum. I also need people to know that when you fuck up, that it's really your fault. It's sometimes not my fault. Uh, you know. It's sometimes not my fault. Name one time I fucked up. Are you gonna? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I won't do it. Oh, my God. Um, All I'm saying is I never deleted an entire episode of the podcast. Neither did I. It. It it glitched. It was full. the the episode exists. It just doesn't sync. It's there. Uh-huh. Sure, buddy. The episode is there. It's the only. It's only been one episode. Okay. I'm I'm sure it is there. But yeah, no. Anyway, the forum, yeah. August twenty fifth, Beer Authority, uh, West Fortieth Street in Midtown Manhattan. Blue shirts breakaway. The Garden Faithful. Bantry the blue shirts. And Ethan, the founder of GSN, serving as moderator, and more importantly, our moms. Our moms. They will be there. I haven't told my mom yet. You can talk coming. to them. She's going. Yeah. My mom will be. She's got nothing going on there. I'm gonna, uh, I'll, I'll do this. If you come, I will print out giraffe pictures and my mom will sign them for you. There you go. What could be better? Uh, and my, my mom will <laughs> double check with everyone in attendance to find out if this really is journalism. Probably not. Had a beat right around today, though. All right, buddy. We're out of here. Follow us on Twitter at Bushers Break. Follow us on Instagram at Bushers Breakaway. I love all, every individual one of you. Bye-bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.